0: Yeah, I, I think that's the contrast. Is like competing is always at the expense of like a thoughtful progression. Yes. So,
1: or you uh, can't or do, at the end of it,
0: or at the end of it. Yeah, but like it, it basically like tests the fitness that you've built. Correct. So if you're competing all the time, you don't have any time to build fitness. Correct. You're just competing. Right. Fitness movement is brought to you by Zwar Fitness. We offer coaching and individualized program design, as well as educational content for coaches and athletes. It's all at one place. ZwarFitness.com.
1: Today, folks, we're talking about competing too much in CrossFit. So tell me, Ben, there's a common problem, I'll say. Issue for people who start to get fairly competitive and CrossFit or people who enjoy competing that they end up doing it all the time. Have you seen that?
0: For sure. Uh, it's not all my clients. Like we were saying, like, you probably have like one or two or maybe a handful of mm-hmm. clients who like, <laughs> this is a huge problem with and the rest of the people it's not an issue at all. Right. Um, and it's just, like, the people who really feel the need that they need to do every single thing possible. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, they feel like they're missing out. Right. It's, like, classic FOMO.
1: Classic FOMO.
0: Yeah. Um. Is there any, like, personality or, like, themes that you can see from, like, the people who are, like, wanting to compete all the time and, like, feeling the need to do that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think... And 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 just to create some context, these are people who we're going to be talking about. People who compete too much, who have the goal, have competitive goals within the sport, right? There are people who compete too much. That we, off air, we call it the people who run the circuit, right? Where it's like, <laughs> if you ever show up at a CrossFit competition – I know for me, if I ever show up at a CrossFit competition in New Jersey, I can. I, I'm you like, know oh, who's gonna be they're going to be there. hundred percent. They, and it's like, they will be there. They will be there throwing down, almost throwing up, walking out, like drinking man, beers afterwards. Uh, yep. Every single time. And it's like, for those people, a couple of things. One, they probably don't have at least any more goals to like compete better in the sport, but maybe they do. Maybe they're just whatever. But the second thing is like I don't know how they do it, frankly. Like yeah. I would be throttled. <laughs> like, well, I think they in, are. Think well, that's they, might, thing, they might be. Yeah. But um, so yeah. But for folks who want to get better or or have skills they need to improve on or get better at the sport, I think there's a couple things that go into that personality. One is um, they are uh, obviously very competitive, right? So they thrive off of getting into an atmosphere to try to like beat people or push themselves right to they have the, they're usually like super social like that FOMO they don't want to miss out on, Oh, this, that that sounds super fun like I want to do yes. that
0: right I feel like that's usually the reason why people sign up for that kind of stuff it's like someone asked me to do it or a bunch of people that I know are doing yep. it and I don't want to miss out
1: yep and but that leads into the third thing I was gonna say is they have a horrible time saying no they're yes. just Awful I was going to make sure we never be, do that yeah, saying no, because like you said, it's like so-and-so asks you, right? You want to do this local competition with me? It's partner comp. Yeah, I'll totally do that. But these people, because they're generally social, have a fair number of friends or people they know at the gym who like competing with them, like being around them. So friend number two, who's not participating in competition, number one, is not like, hey, I'm doing a competition a month later. You want to do it with me? Yeah, yeah let's do that. <laughs> person number three hey i'm doing a part team of four competition you know like you haven't done anything with me in so long like that's that's the week after that other one yeah i'm in and and it's like next thing you know i'm working with a client it's like wait what <laughs> <laughs> it's like and it's always a surprise it's always like hey oh, I by the up, way i signed up for this local comp
0: yeah it's like oh there wasn't a conversation around it. Oh, by the way, I did this. Yeah, it's
1: fine. We were just going through a back squat progression that we were going to max out on Monday, but it's fine. Like we'll just take exactly what we did for the last eight weeks and shoot it directly in the heart. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So yeah, those are probably the personality traits most common, I'd say.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, counter to this would be someone who is like very methodical about how they go about planning their year and their athletic career as a whole. Um, and they work very closely with their coach in doing that, Mm -hmm. like asking their coach, like, Hey, what do you think's best? I have, this is my potential options of competitions that I have coming up in the next, you know, 10 months or whatever, Mm -hmm. right. Next calendar year. And likely I plan on doing this. You know, I'll probably get through this part of the game season, etc. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, what do you think is a good frequency for me to do this? And like, there's just like a lot more conversation and dialogue sure. around the whole thing. Right. So I think if you are someone who deals with the over competing thing, like you just you you don't feel like you're letting people down, or you just want to do everything, it's like we were talking about this. Like, a you can blame your coach, hundred percent. And they're, I'm man they're all going to be all for it. Yep. Yeah. Like, please blame me. Yeah. Um, but then also you can use that as sort of a fallback, like, Hey, let me talk to my coach and I'll get back to you. Yep. Versus having to just straight up say no to their face. That can be awkward. I mean, I'm fine doing that sort of thing, yeah. but for a lot of other people, for some reason they experience this social, like, uh, <laughs> well, anxiety around it. It's like,
1: um, <laughs> you know, like, like I just mentioned the scenario where, okay, Hey, all right. I got five local comps lined up in the next six weeks. Right. Uh, It's like (laughs) six for six. Yeah. But it's like, this other one, I'm
0: going out of town.
1: (laughs) Right. There's travel involved. (laughs) Um, but what's (laughs) tough is like this person asks, right. And then what happens is the person who's getting asked, there's this weird thing that occurs where there's, there's this intense amnesia occurs where they don't remember any of the other competitions they've ever signed up for. And it's like, yeah, I got nothing going on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that phrase, like, let me talk to my coach and get back to you, is huge because then I can be like, okay, you want to do this now. All right. <laughs> you have these other ones lined up and you told me these were your goals does adding another one to your calendar fit into these goals because I told people the the couple people I've worked with who fall into this category listen at the end of the day if your goal is uh you know there was a, a meme or something years ago it was like a little kid he's like I just want to do hood rat stuff with my friends it's like <laughs> if that's your goal is to just do hood rat stuff with your friends and like I, listen I, I don't really care I just want I just want to go to local competitions and be part of the scene work out with friends have a beer after limp my way home and <laughs> and then do it again a couple weekends out of the year. Go for it, right? I'm not going to tell you no unless obviously you have injuries or something like that. Right. But if your goal is like, no, I want to be as good at the sport as humanly possible. It. It's like, okay, well, you can't do that. Like it's, I'm sorry. It isn't like, and the problem is in addition to this and I've had this with athletes, they'll reference other athletes that, not like famous ones on Instagram, but like local ones who are like the good athletes locally and they're like, well, I look up to so-and-so and they do every single competition. And like that conversation is tough because it's like, I hear you and I know you think they're amazing, but I know- But they're not. But, the, but not only that, I know that what they're doing is suboptimal for the peak performance. Yeah. And so, yes, maybe they're the best locally, but that doesn't mean that the best that they can be. Right. And that also doesn't mean that you have the hormone profile that they do to survive that beat down. Yeah. And the movement, the
0: movement quality that they have. And yeah. it,
1: that's really tough. It's the comparison game is it can can weigh tough as well.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's the contrast is like competing is always at the expense of like a thoughtful progression. Yes. So or you or do, at the end of it or at the end of it. Yeah. But like so, for example, like it, it basically like tests the fitness that you've built. Correct. So if you're competing all the time, you don't have any time to build fitness. Correct. You're just competing. Right. So again, if your goal is just to compete and like that's, that's your thing, Mm -hmm. then it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But if your goal is to improve, which is most people. Right. Then it's like at some point you have to block out time to improve, which means don't compete. Right. means training.
1: Yeah. And we talked about it off air again, where it's like, I used to be too far the other way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. I'll call him out. I used to, uh, I took like OPEC certifications and like, he's like very like, well, if you want to do the open season, that's what you do. And if you compete, it pulls away from it. It's like, not really, bro, because there is, there is a competition muscle. Like there is a muscle to the effect of like handling anxiety, game day jitters, uh, for the online stuff, setting up, setting up a phone, making sure it's on airplane mode, not stressing too out too much because you got to set up a camera like all that plays into it yeah but there's a sweet spot depending on the athlete and where they're at in their journey that people in this category grossly overshoot
0: yeah and there is a demographic who's of athlete who's listening right now who is on the opposite side of that yeah where they're like i don't think i'm ready to compete Uh, you know, I, I just, you know, I'm afraid I'm not going to do well enough or I get so much anxiety when I go to compete. It's like, you need to be competing. Yes. Like if you want to compete and like, that's one of your goals, it's like, it's, you will not be prepared for the sport. If all you ever do is train, right. You have to compete if you want to learn how to compete well. So I'm also agree that like you can't be in the camp where it's like, you have to have all the prerequisites of a games athlete before you're allowed to go express your competition. (laughs) It's like, no, like like competing is its own skill. Like if I hadn't ever done a quarterfinals or an open, I've never made it to a semifinal. It would be so much harder for me, even with better fitness, to go qualify for one of those things. Hundred percent. I would be so stressed, have so much anxiety. I wouldn't sleep for like a week beforehand. Yep. I wouldn't know how to operate. Like I would have no tools and how to deal with the actual competition experience. Correct. So for a different demographic, it's like you need to put yourself out there mm-hmm. for. I mean, I think generally people know who they are though. Yeah. It's like, I have anxiety around competing. I don't want to do it versus like, oh, this is great. I'm hanging out with my friends yeah. and like I'm on yeah. all these team competitions. It's like very clearly like those are two types of athletes. And I feel like the more you can involve your coach, have a intelligent conversation about it and then start to like, okay, this is why we're doing these. And it's actually like a thought process behind it and not just saying like, oh, this is going to be fun.
1: Yeah. And that's the draw of the local comp scene. It's fun. Right you get to throw down and if you're a pretty good athlete it's like it feels good to like oh i won or i finished second and it's like that's great and there's nothing wrong with that right like that like if i signed up for a competition right now it would be a local competition because i don't want to deal with all the travel and stuff like that but if your goal is compete at the quarterfinals push for a semifinal or you know I want to make it to a Wadapalooza or a fittest experience or, I mean, they're a semifinal now, but like back in the day, Granite Games, right, where you have an intense online qualifier. People all over the world are doing it, right? You have to set time aside for that and you, those local That's comps. That's peak. Yeah, those because local. Because most athletes
0: aren't good enough to make it into that without peaking.
1: Right, and those local comps don't necessarily serve you there because more often than not, people who are going into that have already run the circuit, right? It's not like most people don't come out of like, okay, hey, I've been doing class for a while. I think I might want to compete. I'm going to go to Wadapalooza. Like, it's like, let me go do this local comp. yeah. And then that's what hooks them in, right? And so it's like you have to have the wherewithal and the ability, again, leveraging people like us, right, to be able like, okay, hey, I feel uncomfortable saying no right now. I'm going to leverage my coach he he's not going to like it. She's not going to like it. Or let me talk to my coach to have the reframe of like, does this serve the goals that you have? If the answer is yes, then go friggin' do it. But if the answer is no, you have to be able to say like, okay, this doesn't serve the goals that I have. It's okay saying no. And then focusing on the competitions that are on your calendar, because like you said, they work against a progression, even if it's a quote easy competition, right? I've heard that before. Oh, it's an easy competition. I'm like, what does that mean? Because it's still a competition.
0: So, are you like, if you're going to weigh ahead, you're just going to start to row real slow? Yeah. <laughs> like, is that what that means? Because it's like <laughs>
1: these are competitive people, and so you're good. You're still having the stress on your system because of the the anxiety, right? Which is almost unavoidable. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the prep time for that, and then you get into the competition. And you're still working out three, four times, even though, even if it's an easy competition, it might be easy in terms of the level of athlete as compared to you.
0: Or movement selection. Correct. Or total events or something. But it's still a huge stressor to your system.
1: hundred percent. And, and not, and, and if you're not a games athlete, like there are games athletes that could probably go to a local competition and it's basically a training day. Right.
0: But, but they also wouldn't have any anxiety around it. None. They wouldn't. It would they would like emotionally they'd be like flatlined
1: and and they'd actually have the ability to be like oh I hit a three fifteen on this complex I beat second place by twenty pounds my max is three seventy five <laughs> like I'm good here right yeah. they're mature enough to do that these athletes we're talking about they're super competitive they're not mature enough to say no, I don't want that to come out the wrong way but they're they're gonna get in and go ham right? Yeah. Like, and so they're going to come out and they're going to be sore or maybe they're not that sore, but they don't realize that their CNS is shot. You still need some time to recover from that. And that works against the work that you need to put in to maybe get the skills you don't have yet.
0: Yeah. This this is kind of off topic, but it, it just popped into my head. So I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, one of the things I've noticed with a lot of clientele is that like people who have just done less total training, mm-hmm. like they've haven't gone through like you know, building volume over the course of a couple of years where they're doing like double sessions, like many days in a week yeah, and like maybe even doing additional stuff outside of that. Like if you've been there, you've, you are likely someone who understands that you can't get like super hyped up for every session. Yes. Like I used to like be like taking pre-workout all the time, doing all stuff. And it's like, man, if you're doing double session days, you have to be able to just kind of roll into those. Mm -hmm. and like even if they're super challenging to be able to like yeah create a little bit of separation and be like you know what, i can i can deal with the hormonal spike that happens from this and i don't need a bunch of artificial things thrown into it Mm -hmm. um and i feel like that athlete has a much better perspective the the, the person who understands that they can roll into a session just do that Mm -hmm. they have a much better bandwidth and like uh they can just kind of recognize like a, if they need to like put out that sort of effort on like a, a competition like that. And, and then B it's like, if they do, they, they recognize that I have to take some time away from this. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like a lot more of the higher level athletes have been a lot more vocal about the fact that they take an off season.
1: Oh, and that yeah. They say
0: no to a lot more competitions. Um,
1: oh yeah. And I think not I, again, I don't know the guy personally, but I was a big fan of him back in the day. I think Rich, Fr- Rich Froning and all the media on him unfortunately pushed people too far in the direction of not doing that because
0: yeah. – His off season's two days. Right, but that's
1: what it was. It was literally like he's on camera saying like, yeah, you know or, – or his team like, yeah, Rich was hitting us up the day after the games or two days after the games like, you guys want to work out. And um,
0: Elon Musk sleeps two hours a night. <laughs>
1: But but it's like he's he's not only is he unique in that right and and he's admitted on podcast pu- so publicly that like he's like I had no balance when yeah. I was
0: com- that that's what I kind of what I was joking yeah at
1: right and but you also don't know like he might have quote worked out the next day but this is what people don't realize what does that workout look like
0: yeah there's a difference and relative to his level of fitness and his correct tolerance correct yeah.
1: Like he once said he wrote, he did a rowing thing. I don't, I, I remember watching this thing. It was like two days before the games or, and he did a long row workout and he's, his sole reason to do it was he's like, yeah, I was just so close to having a million meters accumulated over the year that, that I, that I was like, let me just polish that off. And it's like, think about that for a second. A million (laughs) meters road and i might be exaggerating the number but it was in the it was in the vicinity yeah and like when you've rode a million meters like your tissue tolerance is through the roof
0: just in your box alone. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> Calloused butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh <I'm> god. <crying. laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, though. It is. But fortunately, I think uh,
1: a guy like um, Matt Fraser set things in the other direction, where he's like, "When I won the games, I didn't. I did not work out." I didn't do anything for a month. He's like, I went away to a cabin and shotguns and slept as late as I want. ate as eight, whatever I want. Cause I needed a break. And he's arguably the, the most dominant male CrossFit athlete of all time. Right. And so, yeah, now we're at a point where everyone is open that they take, a, they take an off season. Right now you had the two extremes, rich who works out two days later and Matt, who does literally nothing. And, and I think the best is probably somewhere in between where it's like, you're working out, maybe you're taking class, right? You're moving, you're doing some bodybuilding, you're staying active, you're staying fit, but you're letting your body and your brain reset because there's also been interview interviews at semifinals and stuff where people are like, I had to take some time off between quarterfinals and semis because, yeah, you know, I did, not there was, uh, you know, I had a little tweak cause I did, wadapalooza into another qual into another competition and then hit this yeah. qualifiers. It's like know? I
0: carried this little lag- nagging injury with me, yeah, from this competition that I did, and then I didn't really have a full off season, so I kind of never resolved that, yeah. And now I'm still dealing with it as I'm going into this season, yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, frankly, that's that's like one of the big things is like if you're going through competition prep and competing, just the stress on your system and the, the chance of injury is so much higher. Yeah. 100%. I mean, you're, you're, the, the goal is to prepare you to go maximally. Mm-hmm. And in the process of doing that, you, you do that a lot more often in competition prep. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not that it's less intelligent. It's just that you have to be prepared for what you're going to do. And that's not a sustainable thing.
1: Right. And so, yeah, as long as you connect to your why and what your goals are, and leverage the people around you. It's like, okay, you can say no to some of these things.
0: Just looking at the butt. Say like, why? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so, well, I think this kind of wraps it up. I mean, you got anything else to add? No, no, I don't. <laughs> Just run to get a cow's butt. <laughs> oh man! Well,
1: uh, thanks, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! That was so funny, <laughs> man. I haven't laughed like that in a while. <laughs> Thanks for listening today. If you're someone who just found the show, I would encourage you to subscribe so you can stay up to date. If you're someone who's been listening for a while and enjoying what you're hearing, I would encourage you to leave a rating or a review for the show. It would definitely help us out. And lastly, if you're someone who does take your fitness seriously and cares about your performance deeply, I would encourage you to look into hiring one of our coaches. Until next time, stay the course.